Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. I told you uh, my wish list for 2022 included a fervent hope that despite the gerrymandering that took place of our legislative and congressional districts, that we would still have competitive races here locally. Well, the good news is even in the excruciatingly contorted 13th congressional district that was clearly drawn to favor Democrats, we do have a Republican coming forward to provide a challenge in this race. His name is Jesse Rising. He's originally from Decatur, and he joins us live here this afternoon. Jesse Rising, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Well, let's begin by just uh, asking in general terms, why do you want to serve Central Illinois as a member of Congress? Yeah, so I'm running for Congress because the political insiders in Illinois and, and in Washington are failing us, and, and we need new leadership. Uh, so as you mentioned, I'm, I'm from Decatur. I'm actually a sixth-generation son of Decatur. And after a serious neck injury prevented me from serving our country as a Marine, as I had planned, I found other ways to give back. I supported our military's efforts in Afghanistan as a civilian. I started an organization that has uh, empowered thousands of veterans to succeed in college. And I served our country as a federal criminal prosecutor. And then, like you, I was offended when I saw the uh, Madigan machine gerrymander of the 13th district, uh, which was drawn to favor one of their political insiders from outside of this district. But I don't think that their values represent uh, the values of the people of central and southern Illinois. And on top of that, we're now facing skyrocketing inflation, soaring crime rates, and our children are being indoctrinated to, to, to believe that the American flag stands for hate rather than freedom. So if I have the privilege of representing this district in, in Congress, I plan to bring us back to the first principles of limited government, free enterprise, and individual responsibility that made our country great. And I'll always put the, the interests and the values of the people of, of Central and Southern Illinois first. Well, let's dive right into some of those issues then as you uh, laid them out, some of the core things you're going to be focusing on. Uh, one of the first things you mentioned was inflation. So tell me what you would do or what you would like to see Congress do if you're elected to try to address the, the ongoing inflation issues we're facing right now. Yeah, so I, ever since President Biden entered office, um, he and Pelosi have just been shoveling endless trillions of dollars into the economy, which uh, which seems great. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the manipulation of the market and the overstimulus of demand will propel this out-of-control inflation that we're seeing now. Um, so when I get to uh, Congress, I would bring the uh, the spending under control and get Washington to stop spending trillions of our hard-earned dollars and uh, and get inflation under control that way. Are you saying we shouldn't have had the pandemic stimulus money that we had, payments to households, payments to businesses, that we shouldn't have done that? Well, there's certainly, whenever the government gets involved in shutting down the economy like it did with COVID, there's certainly measures that the government needs to take to offset those uh, that negative impact that the government intervention has on our economy. But coming out of this um, uh, this pandemic, we need to reopen the economy and get the government to stop um, interfering in, in the economic markets and let, let, let the American people um, get back to work. And, you know, we're seeing that the Democrats still want to continue spending uh, trillions more, uh, despite the trillions that have already been shoveled into the economy. And that's just going to make uh, make matters worse with inflation going forward. Would you have opposed the infrastructure bill, about a trillion dollars worth that uh, that was passed last year? Would you have been against that? I think there are certainly essential functions of the government, uh, and and those are 
you know, things like national security, public safety and infrastructure that the government should be doing. Um, but that's that's a separate question from the Democrat wish list and the reckless spending um, with uh, social welfare programs and otherwise that the far left wants to advance. Uh, and those are the, the sorts of uh, excess spending that I think can really be harmful to the economy. Give me an example of that. For example, we have the still kind of lingering out there, the Build Back Better plan. It seems to be on life support right now, but some portions of it could be revived. It's things like money for uh, for child care expenses, prescription drug costs, things along those lines. What what sorts of things are in there that you, you would oppose that you consider to be uh, excessive or part of that uh, far left agenda? Yeah. So, I mean, again, really anything. Um, I mean, we're talking about um, roads and, and bridges. I mean, that's infrastructure. Um, you know, some of the, um, you know, human infrastructure uh, is, is not real infrastructure. So uh, those are the kinds of uh, spending programs that I would be opposed to. Talking with Jesse Rising, he's a Republican, announced candidate for Congress in the 13th Congressional District. Uh, you also mentioned crime. So uh, along those same lines, what would be your, your anti-crime strategy to try to address some of those issues? Yeah, well, certainly I think we've seen just how disastrous the defund the police efforts have been. So, you know, I'm a former federal criminal prosecutor. Um, You know, I would stand by law enforcement as a congressman and uh, ensure that they have the funding that they need uh, to do their job. And and also uh, to make sure that, um, you know, we're not, uh, you know, antagonizing the people who are putting on putting their uh, their lives and their safety on the line line to protect us. So I'll, I'll be a, a strong advocate for, for standing by our law enforcement and providing them with the resources they need. Who's, who's calling to defund the police? I mean, I know that phrase gets tossed out around there, but I'm not aware of that being part of any federal legislation right now. Um, so what, what is it you're, you're speaking of when you talk about that? Yeah, well, I think the tone gets set at the top, and that starts with the, with the federal government. And uh, I think we, it's no surprise that uh, the AOC and, and, the, and the mob um, – have basically uh, been calling to defund the police um, for for uh, many months now, if not years. And, um, you know, we're seeing the disastrous effects that those sorts of policies are having uh, across uh, in cities across the United States where crime rates are skyrocketing. Uh, we're talking in Jesse Rising, candidate for Congress. Uh, from your announcement press release last week, uh, as you're listing some of the things you want to address, you said, quote, seeds of division are being sown in our children. You referenced a, a moment ago uh, being taught the American flag is a symbol of hate. Where's that happening? Yeah, I, again, I don't think it's any surprise to everyday Americans that um, that, uh, you know, the uh, the American values that we all uh, cherish are, are um, being placed on the on the back burner and in favor of some of these um, uh, this indoctrination of our children to believe that, uh, you know, they're either an oppressor or, or they're a victim. And I think that sort of, of uh, mentality and philosophy is, is both disempowering to the so-called oppressors and it's, it's disempowering to the victims at all uh, also. So. You know, I would um, be a strong advocate for, um, you know, ensuring that our children um, are learning about uh, the promise of America as well. Uh, but I'm asking again because I, I'm I, I've got a, a spouse who's a teacher. My children are teachers. Where's this happening? This indoctrination you're talking about? Yeah. So you know, I came of age in the in the post you know 9/11 era when people took for granted uh, that America is is or freedom is precious and. Uh, America is, you know, the the shining beacon uh, to the world. And uh, unfortunately, 
um, in, in recent years, I think we've lost sight of, of that philosophy of, you know, uh, America and uh, what it stands for. And, um, you know, we're putting uh, America's faults bef- uh, before we're uh, praising, you know, everything that, that America stands for and, and holding up the promise of America as something that our kids can, can strive for to be united and to uh, realize that American ideals are, in fact, worth defending. Let's move to uh, to foreign policy. We're in a very tense situation right now with uh, Russia massing troops on the border with Ukraine. Uh, what would you uh, propose to do in response to that uh, if you were a member of Congress? What do you think the U.S. should be doing about this situation right now? Well, certainly I don't think we'd even be in this situation in the first place uh, had it not been for uh, the disgraceful manner in which the withdrawal from Afghanistan was handled. That conveyed weakness to our allies and our adversaries abroad, and that includes both China and Russia. So, um, you know, I, I think if, if we had um, uh, had not been a, a projecting such weakness on a global stage, we wouldn't find ourselves in this situation to begin with. But Russia invaded a portion of Ukraine years ago, uh, that long before we, we pulled out of Afghanistan. Well, I, I think the, the it, it still stands that uh, the weakness that we projected in Afghanistan is is now signaling to our adversaries uh, that this, you know, what, what's happening in Ukraine now, some people are comparing it to Afghanistan part two. Uh, you know, we're looking to withdraw people from the embassy there. And, and um, you know, I think that Russia is, in, is emboldened by what's happened. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not just Russia. China is emboldened, too. They've been stealing our intellectual property, and they're going to continue to do so because they know that the current administration won't do anything about it. Given that we're in this situation now, however we got here, what should happen now? Should we simply rely on economic sanctions or should we take a, a harder stand and potentially military action? Or should we just let it go and let Russia do what it would choose to do? Yeah, again, if, if President Biden hadn't projected such weakness on the global stage, we wouldn't find ourselves in this situation. But now that we're here, certainly I think all options need to be on the table. But uh, what we should really be prioritizing right now is strong economic sanctions Uh, and then closely monitoring events as they develop. Uh, it's a question that I, I can't believe I have to ask anybody, but I'm asking all the, the candidates at the, at the federal level here. Uh, did Joe Biden legitimately win the 2020 presidential election? Well, Joe Biden is our president. and Yeah, but that's now not what he... I asked. I, what I'm asking is, do you, do you think he legitimately won the 2020 election? Uh, Joe Biden is our president. I, I see no reason. I haven't seen evidence that he uh, he didn't. So uh, what we have an opportunity to do now is to define the future with these 2022 elections. And uh, the fact that people even have doubt about the results of an election in the world's greatest democracy tells me that we can and should do better going forward. So there are some common sense um, measures that we can implement to give people more confidence in our election results going forward. And that's you know, things as simple as requiring people to show an ID to vote. Um, and those are some of the uh, common sense measures that I would I would advocate for going forward. Well, you talk about people you know, having doubts about it, but you were a former federal prosecutor. That requires evidence. Is there any evidence of, of voter fraud that would require sweeping changes to the system? Well, I, I haven't um, examined the evidence of, of fraud regarding the uh, 2020 election. What I'm focused on is the 2022 election. And I can tell you, as, as you mentioned, as a federal criminal prosecutor, that um, I stand for the rule of law. 
and I stand for American institutions and American democracy. And uh, we can't have a democratic system of government if the people don't have confidence in elections. So I think even uh, regardless of, of what folks think about the results of that election, there are common sense measures we can implement to make sure that we have transparency in our election results and provide for objective audits of those results that give people confidence. Let's uh, talk a little bit about politics here. As we noted, you are running in a district that was drawn specifically to favor Democrats there. So how big a challenge is that going to be? And how do you win over uh, enough voters in that district to prevail? Yeah, so I think we saw um, Youngkin uh, overcome a similar margin in Virginia. Biden's approval ratings uh, continue to sink lower and lower. I think, um, you know, if they keep going at this rate, the rate of inflation might be higher than uh, Joe Biden's approval numbers. So um, I, I don't um, I, I don't foresee any um, huge or insurmountable challenges in that regard, because I think the people of, of central and southern Illinois have a lot of common sense and uh, they don't just vote among along party lines. What they care about are the kitchen table issues of inflation and crime and things like that that will affect their everyday lives. And those really aren't Republican or Democrat issues. Those are the issues of the people of Central and Southern Illinois. Jesse Rising, Republican candidate for Congress in the 13th Congressional District. How do people learn more about you and your campaign? Yes, you can check out my website at jesserising.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-R-E-I-S-I-N-G.com. Would love to uh, have you visit the site and see how you can support us there. Listen, thanks so much for your time. Please uh, stay in touch as the campaign progresses. We'd love to talk to you again in the future. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.